Come on. Hello, dear listener. Before we get into today's show, quick ask. If you find value in today's show or you've gotten value out of a previous show, please leave us a quick five-star review. Be super grateful. Thanks a lot. Travis, are you ready? Yes, I am. Excellent. Well, I'm ready. The people are ready. Let's go. Welcome to Money Savage Engage. This is George Grumbacher. Travis Ferentz is an independent recording engineer, mixer, and record producer. I'm excited to have you on. Travis, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. Thanks, George. Um, I appreciate you having me on. Uh, So I guess I'll I'll probably summarize uh, recording engineer and mixing engineer first because it leaves a blank uh, stare on a lot of people's faces. (laughs) Um, So basically, I'm working behind the scenes in in music creation. Um, All the music that people listen to on a daily basis goes through um, quite a process for the most part. And a lot of hands touch touch it along the way. So I'm working, uh, you know, capturing sound, making sure everything sounds great. It's going to translate to radio, Spotify, everything like that. Uh, and so that's what I've been doing in Los Angeles for the last 15 years. Um, worked for a bunch of, you know, super talented people, a lot of big producers. And um, worked for a lot of major labels as well. I've been salaried employees an in-house engineer for a lot of places but uh i kind of made a big shift a few years ago and just went completely independent i just uh you know you reach that point in your life where you want to do what you want to do and um so my passion was to get out there and uh help help uh artists find their their sound i mean it can be so hard to get something out into the world the way that you want it if you're a creative and so I just really love helping artists do that. Um, and I love working for myself. It's been super, uh, super inspiring and been, uh, been the most fulfilling part of my career so far. So Nice. Well, I certainly appreciate that. And on behalf of, of myself and music lovers everywhere, I thank you for the work that you do. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, I'm curious, how many, how many people like you are there Obviously, you are the one and only Travis Ferentz, but how many <laughs> how many independent recording engineer mixers are there? Oh, there are uh, there are a lot. I mean, I I don't even know how to put put a number to that. Uh, but I mean, technology has changed everything yeah. a lot, which is a lot of the reason that I've shifted some of the things that I do. But at this point, um, every every kid's growing up with garage band or, or, or some equivalent on their laptop and everyone's learning how to record themselves to a certain extent. So you could almost call every artist out there, you know, an engineer, uh, cause they are creating and capturing that stuff themselves. People that specifically work in the recording side and the, the mixing side is definitely a, probably a smaller, a smaller circle. Um, but I mean, we're still talking about, I mean, thousands and thousands of people uh working working out there for sure probably tens of thousands so got it well fair enough and i technology has has changed everything for everybody so it doesn't so it doesn't surprise me that and and just access and how people distribute music and content and and their art has certainly changed and um 
you know, I think probably for the better. Do you have thoughts on that? Do you think it's better? Uh, I think it's, I think it's way better. I mean, there's probably purists out there that would, you know, say that uh, kids aren't playing piano anymore. They're using the computer to make music, but Mm. that's just, uh, that's just their form of expression. And I think um, whatever helps um, a creative get their vision out there is, is what, what it needs to be. I mean, there's people that do amazing work with Photoshop and other people that would never want to do anything not on a canvas. So if you look at just all the arts in general, I mean, technology is changing. Filmmaking, people are doing it on their iPhone. That's great. It's it's about the art and the content. It's not necessarily, in my opinion, about how you got there. Um, I mean, hopefully, you know, you're working with people to make sure that you have the best product if you're in music or film production. But uh, you need to capture the art the way that you capture the art. And um, in the studio, I, I like to try to make sure that I'm not in the way of an artist's vision and that if I can kind of uh, be ahead of them and help them get there faster and with less um, uh, friction, I guess, um, that's kind of my, my goal when I'm working in a room with somebody is to make sure that their creativity and their art comes out um, as easy as possible. Yeah, I appreciate that. And it's interesting, right? Just because Michelangelo, you know, painted the Sistine Chapel, it's not to say that if he were alive today, he would do that again. He may use a totally different medium to express himself. So you just never know. But, well, it's it, it, it fascinating to me learning about a, a, a new industry. And as more and more creators are able to, 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 make a splash at the same time there's just a lot of people out there who are then making that splash so it's maybe harder to get heard um but walk me through your sort of progression in 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 your career um have you did did you ever have like a scarcity kind of a mindset if there's so many people out there trying and competing to get and work with high quality artists how how how, how has that played out i think uh i think yeah there's definitely a, uh, a scarcity mindset in music, uh, in particular where, whether you're a, a touring musician or a recording engineer or whatever, where, wherever your role might be, I think a lot of people feel like every gig might be that last gig and that every gig might be the next, the one that really like launches you. And you're like, this is going to be my Grammy or this is going to be my number one. Um, and I think it's, I think it's a little unfortunate that people look at it that way because I think what happens is you kind of stray from maybe what got you into um, music or into the arts. And uh, I think you lose some of your creativity and you you definitely start tapping on burnout. I definitely myself have experienced burnout working 16, 18 hour days for uh, weeks on end. And, um, I don't think it's necessarily the best thing for, for creativity to allow that, that scarcity mindset to kind of take over. And there's also a big, um, there's a big focus, unfortunately on, on peer approval. I mean, I, I've definitely, um, I'll confess to being jealous of records that my friends have made and being bummed that I didn't make the record. But, um, I think a lot of people just need to get over that and you need to find your, find what makes you happy. And I, I've worked with small artists and big artists and had amazing experiences working with both. I mean, I've, I've made great records that no one has listened to, but it was 
amazing experiences. And, and if you let these fear of um, this peer approval type things block you, you you might miss great relationships and and a lot of fun and um, making great art that you know some people will find. And I think that what's important is that people react genuinely to uh, to whatever art you're making. And I think that's what's most satisfying for me is when when someone has a reaction to something, um, whether it's positive or negative, I guess. Right. <laughs> I'd rather someone listen to something I worked on and say, wow, that was the most bizarre thing I've ever heard. But um, they caught them and, and got a reaction out of them. So um, I, I just I wish more people in my business would would jump on that train and and just make make the art that they enjoy making and work with the people that they enjoy working with and not worry about the the gnarly aspects of the entertainment industry. Yeah, well, amen to that. I, I, I certainly respect and appreciate everything that you just said. In terms of working 16, 18-hour days, I, I, I have to imagine that that's and, and I, I can, I can, I guess, understand why that would be extremely common because I, I imagine it costs money to have studio time. So if you've got an opportunity to work with an artist and they're trying to get an album out, that it requires almost that you're working that much time. How 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 has that changed? Have you been able to find as you've gone independent more? I guess I I, I don't know what the proper term is. I think you understand what I'm asking. Yeah, no, I think um, I think that since since going independent, I I've kind of struck a balance. Um, I understand when those situations are necessary, and there's other times that those situations become counterproductive. I think that um, the I think the best way to describe it would be generally after about ten hours, nothing really. nothing really great is going to happen. Most people, I mean, people, people do get tired, Sure, but there, you know, deadlines happen and, you know, some artists have, have a creative flow where when they get in it, you just can't break it. Or you might be working with a team and like one person's a night person and one person's a day person. Hmm. And so you've got, you've got two people that, you know, have eight plus hours of productivity that you need to find a way to capture. So, um, there, there is a time and a place for, for an 18 hour day. Um, I try to avoid it, but, uh, it still happens and, and I'm down to do it if, if that's what needs to be done. But, um, but yeah, it's, you know, it's all a bit of an adventure. You never really know. No, for sure. And that whole balance thing that, that, that we're all striving for. And this is, this is cool because I actually get to talk about it with, with a music person. I, I stopped using that term a while back. I've taken a calling it rhythm. So I need to find the right rhythm for my life. You know, now I'm, I'm, I'm factoring in family and my work and physical fitness and mental health but you know it's never going to be 25 25 25 or whatever it's supposed to be it's just i need to find the right rhythm so some days it's a 24-hour day and some days you don't work at all exactly that's probably uh that's a perfect description of of how uh how i like to do things and and you know a a big change in my life was when i met my wife that's kind of when i decided to stop working you know 16 18 hours a day uh but incorporating exercise and, and personal reflection and uh, thinking about like choices that you've made all those things uh, like you said if you put those in a rhythm I think those are the things that make me most productive and most creative some people would probably say that 
oh, those sound so corporate and so left brain. How could you be creative and think about having a schedule and all these, all this corporate sellout nonsense? But <laughs> I mean, I think it actually, it frees my mind up. So when, when I go to my creative, you know, six hours a day, like I'm not worrying about these things because I know I've blocked, I've blocked that time and, and uh, I've, I've gotten into that rhythm, as you would say. So yeah. I think that that's perfect and a lot of people should tap into that. Right. So this, this conversation and this thought process of what, what makes success, uh, if it's, Hey, I, 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 I won a Grammy. I sold whatever it is, a, a million albums, singles, whatever. I got all these downloads, um, versus, you know, the 1000 people who bought it absolutely love it. And, 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 and it's, it's changing lives. Um, I guess back to that whole, this is probably more of a balance thing. It's, I got to make money, you know, and put food on the table. And then the, the other side of that is my art and, and following my passion. So how do you, how do you reconcile that? Um, let, uh, let's see. Uh, I think I would say that, that I've been, I've been fortunate in that aspect that there's been a lot of overlap for those things for me. Uh, things that were really creative, outlets and projects that I really thought were musically exciting that did have a fair bit fair bit of success and and there's a lot of people that that have listened to that music and it's impacted their lives so um it, it is a tough balance though I, I I know what you're uh what you're what you're saying um I would say um I would say that as long as what I'm working on is reaching someone the way that maybe music reached me uh, when I was, you know, younger and influential and playing guitar, um, then that that's kind of a win for me. And uh, luckily, there's been overlap in some of those things being popular and some of them not. But knowing that there's a reaction is is kind of uh, kind of it. Yeah, I, I certainly appreciate that. And. <laughs> I am not a I'm not a huge fan of Cardi B and she's got <laughs> we're having this conversation on uh, August the 24th um and and perhaps you produced uh the 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 her her new her her new music anyway what's what's important about that is that I was reading an article or a headline about her this morning and she was saying that uh, forever, she was called weird, and she was a weirdo. Her peers, her teachers, and then when she got a little bit older, she realized that everybody else was just basic. And <laughs> so, it's a matter of whether you like her her art or you don't. I think that that's irrelevant to this conversation. In that, worried about you were talking about being having peer approval. Um, well, a lot of the time, it'd be it's way better to have people like you or not like you. To fall in that middle is not probably a very good place for creatives. And to be able to focus on doing your work and the work that you want to be doing is is where, if we could all get to that place, we'd probably be better off. Yes, I t- totally agree. I one hundred percent. And and I, I've never I've never worked with uh, with Cardi B, but I think people people like her, or you look at like someone like Billie Eilish, people that have really stepped out of the box and they're doing what they want to do, and they don't care what people think. Those are the things that translate, I think, to the listener. 
And I do think with so much music out there and so much access to music, the only thing the listener can really attach themselves to and say like, oh, why do I love this pop artist or this country artist or, or whatever is, um, is the, uh, the honesty of the music. If you're, whatever you're doing, if you're doing it honestly, I believe that that translates through your music and that's kind of the dividing, the dividing line, I think, um, for, for a lot of artists, because you could, you could find a lot of parallels musically between various hip hop artists or various pop artists or whatever it is, but some of them are, are massive and some of them aren't. And I think, um, it's the honesty that comes through in their music that people connect to. Yeah. And it's something that, that this whole authentic uh, authenticity and being yourself, uh, it's easier said than done. Another person who just jumped to mind for me is, is Steve Jobs versus Bill Gates. And I just listened to uh, Bill or Steve Jobs's biography on on audiobook and it was it was for lack of a better term amazing um and people right. resonate with 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 uh steve jobs you know he's sort of like bruce springsteen you know bruce springsteen has all the money in the world but he still connects with with working collar you know uh, um americans and steve jobs is was as corporate a human being as you could ever possibly be but he was viewed as this artist so <laughs> exactly so fascinating and you know it's it's not easy so being mindful of it and being cognizant of it and making sure or you're trying to fit everything into your life about being creative but also you know getting up and, and, and doing the work that has to be done on a daily basis um that's 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 kind of the trick yes yeah and uh often authenticity was the word i was looking for when i when i was saying honest um and i think authenticity is what I think ultimately brings uh, happiness to most creatives because I, I think a lot of people in many of the arts they end up they end up chasing the paycheck because they have to and it can be a tough struggle so many people and you know only so many jobs but the people that find a way to to maintain um, authenticity to themselves and and what they're looking for are the ones that ultimately are the most successful I believe and also monetarily the most successful and, and happiest. Right. Yeah. Follow your passion, people. I love it. That's right. Well, Travis, Savage Nation is ready for your difference-making tip. What do you have for them? Uh, well, I think uh, in this in this situation, um, you know, I'm plucking from some inspiration and some, some books that have changed my life recently, but... I think uh, the tip I have is is just start, um, especially in the arts, and especially for people that are in freelance careers or or uh, future entrepreneurs. Um, you have to start on whatever the road to your dream is. You can't just have a dream and wait for it to kind of land on you. So, I say, take your dream, make it a goal, find a path to that goal, break it down to steps that make sense. Find find what that road is, then take step one, figure out the smallest thing you can do to knock down step one get up in the morning and do that first i think that's the only the only thing you can do is you got to start to see if it's going to work like that is great stuff that definitely gets come on come on you got to get started man yeah (laughs) figure out what that dream is turn it into a goal figure out the path start taking the steps i think that's well said i mean especially these days right there's very little reason for you not to 
um, start creating whatever it might be. If it's writing or singing or music or whatever, it's all That's available right. to us. So, well, Travis, thank you so much for coming on. Where can Savage Nation learn more about you? Thanks so much for having me. Um, TravisFerrance.com is my website. Uh, that's probably the best spot. Um, Instagram is TFerrance. Uh, and um, Travis Ferrance on Facebook, uh, LinkedIn.com backslash Travis Ferrance or ho- however you get there. But uh, yeah, Travis Ferrance in Google will find it. Perfect. Well, Savage Nation, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Travis your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas, go to travisferrance.com. That's T-R-A-V-I-S-F-E-R-E-N-C-E.com. You can also find him on social media. I will list all of those in the notes of the show. Thanks again, Travis. Thank you. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight as we are all in this together. Spending too much time on social Is your daily screen time over two hours? Are you a little bit overweight? Not saving enough money? Any or all of these are familiar. Strive could be for you. The Strive two-week online boot camp will help you to detox your mind, body, and money, getting you on your way to a happier, healthier, wealthier, and more confident life. Go to strivedetox.com, S-T-R-I-V-E-D-E-T-O-X.com, and get your mind, body, and money right.